0: Welcome to Our Parents Did What? A Tour of the Parenting Perils of Yesteryear. I'm Diane Aragona.
1: And I'm your co-host, Jen Tierney. Join us as we travel back in time to take a look at the sometimes unbelievable history of parenting. Hey, Diane, how the heck are you? Oh, Jen, I'm great. I'm <laughs> oh, good. I'm
0: glad. I mean, like, aside from all of the crazy stuff that's been going on in our country mm-hmm. <laughs> since we last yes. recorded, yes. Um. Aside from all that, things are going well in my house. How about you? It's
1: been a crazy couple weeks here in Tierney Town, but you know, we're getting through it. We're we're managing. Good. When we dive into our mom moments, I'll give you the I'll give you the full lay of the land and you'll be able to really really absorb the experience of my life for the last week or so. It's been a ride. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> well, with that, shall we dive in? On the Wednesday that was really bad a week and a half ago, so when when the Capitol was stormed, interestingly enough, that was not the only wild thing that happened in my day. I had many wild things happen that day, so it was like a banner day in my life. Oh, no. So first of all, I failed a test that I've been studying for for months and months and months. It's like a certification test, totally optional, just like a nice cherry on the Sunday of my career, and it's notoriously hard and a lot of people fail it the first time. But I failed it, and so, like, that happened at, like, 11 (laughs) a.m. Meh. You know, then, like, all the stuff happened in the afternoon at the Capitol, which was crazy, and trying to watch that, and also be sad that I had failed my test. And then, (laughs) at, like, 4 o'clock, we get a call from the daycare,
0: which is never a good sign. (laughs) I feel like we need, like, ominous music anytime you're like, I got a call from the daycare. Bum, bum, bum.
1: <laughs> and so... <laughs> exactly. So you get a call from the daycare, and they say, we're going to ruin your week. We're really sorry. Emma's a close contact for someone with COVID, and all of the kids have to go home. And none of them can come back until Emma has... Gotten a test and she can't test until Saturday at the soonest, and that test result comes back negative. The boys can come back, but she has to stay home until like whatever day it was. And this was all based on the Board of Health's recommendation. So suddenly we found ourselves home <laughs> with all of our children. Oh my God, again, <laughs> again. <laughs> I mean, it was fine. They were fine. It was a little nuts because, you know, like, it- just having all three of them at home is always a challenge. Like even on the weekends,
0: it's hard because we can't go anywhere, or do anything. So it's just like, yeah, that makes it so much harder.
1: And Emma, because we weren't sure yet whether or not she had COVID, I basically like forced her to wear a mask in our house for five days <laughs> until we got her test results back. And she was a real champ. She wore it. She never complained about it. I, like, I was very impressed because she's the kind of kid who doesn't like wearing a mask, but she understood the seriousness of like, you could have COVID, please keep your mask on. And she did a really good job. That's great, though. So it was good practice for her uh, to have it on. But yeah, and then I had to take her to get the test. And that was an experience because I didn't, I, like, I told her we were going to get a test. I told her it wasn't a shot. I told her it wouldn't hurt, which was a little bit of a lie. <laughs> Was it the nasal? It the nasal one, yeah. Huh? Oh. And it didn't – it wasn't the one that, like, goes all the way up and back. It was just – like, it's just the inside of your nose, you know. So she was very upset. She does not like doctors or nurses being near her body. <laughs> so she was – it wasn't oh. great, but it was just – she drove up. Somebody stuck a thing in her nose, and then they left, and they were like, we'll let you know in a couple days. So the whole thing was mostly painless. But yeah. It was just it was it was a it was a week with a couple a couple curveballs that I just wasn't super ready for. So what's your mom moment? Tell me something good. Okay.
0: Well, I don't know if it's good. Well, I don't it's not good or bad. Neutral. A neutral mom moment. So my mom moment hasn't happened yet, but I feel like if I put it out into the ether, I'll have to do it. Okay. And so, like, now I'll be – I'll, like, hold myself accountable, and you'll hold me accountable. Yes,
1: and all of our listeners, you're accountable now.
0: Yes. So, Rini is, like, really starting to understand things, and lately when she has to go poop, Mm -hmm. she will go to either a different room or a corner, and she'll, like, kind of want her privacy. And if you try to go over there, she'll go, bye – bye and oh. like blow you a kiss and she's like get out yeah. so Chuck and I've been talking about it and I was like is it too early to potty train I don't know so I got the book mm-hmm. oh crap potty training yep. and I'm a little more than halfway through it mm-hmm. and she's hitting all the like markers that this woman is saying that they're ready yeah and I think next month we're gonna try to start to potty train
1: yeah interesting it feels
0: really early and i feel like a lot of people are gonna come at me like good luck she's too young i figure i'm gonna try to do it the way this woman says that it works i've heard from a lot of people that it's a good system that it's like it's a crazy like month yes but it works faster yes and i figure a lot of The stuff you have to do, she keeps saying, you have to be home. Mm -hmm. You can't go anywhere. You have to stay home. Well, we're in the middle of a pandemic. I feel like it's the perfect time to try. It's the perfect time.
1: I've (laughs) known kids who've potty trained at Rini's age, at Liam's age. Some kids, it's like totally doable for them to do it at this age. And if she's hitting all of those milestones, I think it's fine. I, I do think, though, that for me, when I tried the book, I found it to be very effective. And I liked it a lot. But I was really impatient about, like, like she's very clear with, if you get to this point and suddenly they, like, backpedal and they they stop doing this and they start having a lot more accidents or, you know, whatever, go back to the beginning and start again. And I was just like, no! <laughs> we made it this far! We'll just keep going! And that's, like, the kiss of death. You just have to, like, follow her instructions. And if she's like, go, go this way and then, like, start at the beginning, if they regress... And what's likely to happen is like she'll get up to a point, and then she'll be at that point for a while, and then like when she's two and a half or whatever, she'll have some silly regression, and then you'll have to start the process over again. But at least she already knows what she's doing, and it'll That's be easier. That's what I'm easier. hoping. So, yeah, I think go for it. You know, like worst case scenario, you're just teaching her what the potty is.
0: Right. Who cares? And like I like I said to Chuck, I was like, we're home right now, mm-hmm. so let's just give it a shot. So I think next month we said, I think we said February, because I got to finish the book and I need to like just wrap my head around all of this. But I think we're going to give it a go and just like see what happens. And I'm trying not to be too invested in it. Like it just, it is what it is.
1: I think that's fair. Good plan. I'm in your corner.
0: Do it. Thank you. (laughs) I appreciate it. I appreciate the support because I'm sure I'll have a lot of naysayers. (laughs) Naysayers in the mom world. (laughs) No way.
1: (laughs) There's nothing but love and support. Like a good bra. I'm sure they can see my eyes
0: rolling like through their speakers. (laughs)
1: Just feel it. (laughs) Oh, my word. All right. Well, on that note, we should roll on over into the next segment uh, where we talk about whatever your phenomenal, fantastic topic is of the day.
0: As we're recording, Inauguration Day is coming up very Mm -hmm. soon. So I am going to take us through all of the children that have been raised in the White House. (gasps) Yes. Yeah. And I'm going to focus on like three groups of kids that are a little more modern that we'll probably remember and, and, you know, go a little more in depth with them. So we'll focus on a few. But I figured I'd kind of, because a lot, like I didn't know all of these but I figure let's we're going to go through all of them, uh, and then we'll kind of take a little deep dive into a few.
1: Okay, perfect. I'm so
0: excited. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So first, I'm going to go through them not in um, chronological order, but in oldest to youngest. Okay. Yeah. Do it. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to start with the Bush twins. All right. Who, I mean, I t- they're not the oldest children of... A president but they're the oldest children like they had just gone to college so mm-hmm. they were like still kind of like hanging out yeah. at home you yeah. know so bush twins um we know george w bush was in office 2001 to 2009 mm-hmm. they were 19 years old uh jenna and barbara bush mm-hmm. they didn't technically live in the white house all the time they were at college but you know from being at college you go home on break home a stuff. lot yeah especially if it's the white house I know, right? <laughs> we're going to get into them a little more later. Then we have uh, the Ford children. So Gerald Ford's kids. Mm-hmm. They were 17 and 18. They lived in the White House. And then the, he had two older kids that were 22 and 24. Mm-hmm. They were already out of the house. But the Ford children, I thought this was really funny. Um, they're well known because susan ford who was 17 when her father came into office held her high school prom at the white house oh so cool can you imagine (laughs) i cannot (laughs) like how cool, cool i don't know i thought that was so awesome yeah oh my gosh yeah and then steven he just like would reminisce about like kind of being a wild child in the white house and like running around and i think he had some story about like hanging out on the roof with his friends and like blasting like led zeppelin and stuff that's
1: a riot oh my (laughs) goodness that was the 70s yeah oh my gosh that's like um have you read a day in the life of marlon bundo no oh my goodness do you know who marlon bundo is no oh my goodness how has this gone over your head go out and get the book a day in the life of marlon bundo get it from the library it's a riot okay so it's a it's a story told from the perspective of a bunny named marlon bundo who is the first bunny of the united states he is actually in real life the bunny of mike pence's family and he lives at the white house and it's a story about him falling in love with another bunny who's another boy at the White House and romping through the White House is a riot. So this it sort of reminds me of that. It's a wonderful story. And if you get the audiobook, it's narrated by Jim Parsons and some other people, John Lithgow. It's great. Oh, my God. It's really good. So anyway, do yourself a favor. It's a children's book. It's beautiful. We read it all the time to the kids and they love it. And it's great because it also introduces them to non-heteronormative relationships, which is right. also cool. <laughs> so it's great. It's a really good book. Anyway,
0: continue. No, it was a great little aside. I approve. (laughs) So then we have Lyndon B. Johnson's kids. uh, Linda, who was 16, who lived in the White House, and then Lucy was 19. So again, she had like, I guess just mm-hmm left yep then we have the coolidge children oh so that was 1920s 1923 was i think when he was inaugurated and that's kind of a sad story they had two kids calvin jr was 15 and john was 17 I guess I don't know my U.S. history very well, Mm -hmm. but Calvin Jr. died of a blood infection in 1924 when he was 16.
1: Oh. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either.
0: I mean, it's kind of sad because they came into the White House with two kids and they left the White House with one kid. That's very sad. The next one we're going to get into a lot in a moment, Mm -hmm. but... Chelsea Clinton. Yeah, Chelsea. Yeah, (laughs) Chelsea. So of course I remember Chelsea Clinton. She was in the White House basically the whole time I was growing up. Yeah. 1993 to 2001. She was 12 when she moved into the White House. Yeah.
1: She was like, I mean, she was like almost my age. Yeah. She was like an awkward preteen. Yeah. She's like a little bit older than me. And I just, I thought she was so cool.
0: Well, she really was, but she had, she was under a lot of scrutiny, which we will... Get to.
1: Like, I don't know this for sure, but I feel like the president's daughter on the West Wing must have been modeled after her. Has to be. Has to be, right? Has to be. Yeah. yeah.
0: But, yeah. Definitely. Mm -hmm. So then, believe it or not, after Chelsea, the youngest after that, is Baron Trump. Oh, yeah, that makes sense because he was like eleven or twelve, right? Yeah, he was eleven. Yeah, yeah, eleven. What he was ten when his father was inaugurated. But remember, mm-hmm. they didn't move into the White House right away. I know they spent all that time in New
1: York. I just like I don't know. He's a child, so I feel like I shouldn't say anything like yeah, judgmental about him. But he just seems so strange. <laughs> like Chelsea <laughs> Clinton seemed cool. Like I could relate to her. I was like, yeah. But I look at him and I'm just
0: like, are you okay? Do you need to be saved? I, I, I think it's more about like feeling bad for him because of the family that he's. Yeah, in. I'm just like, blink twice if you need help. Yeah, <laughs> that kind of thing. In fact, Chelsea, I think she wrote this like open letter mm-hmm. to like the world that was basically like, leave Barron Trump alone. Yeah. Because I know what it's like to be in the White House at that at age. That age, yeah. And she was I like, can't imagine. you know. Go after his father and his adult siblings all you want, but like leave him out of it, which I thought was kind of cool of her. Yeah,
1: I feel like they've pretty much like there's been very little anything to do with him. And I feel like Melania is like Mama Baird the heck out of that situation been like you shall not see my son so i think like he's been kept under wraps which may be why i have this feeling of mystery
0: and like are you okay <laughs> about him who's the forgotten trump tiffany <laughs> sometimes i feel that about tiffany too i'm like are you
1: okay Is everything all right can i get you some cozy socks
0: yeah <laughs> what <do you> like- <laughs> <need>? <laughs> oh man yeah i'm gonna go through the next few pretty quickly because mm-hmm. i feel like it sounds terrible but like there's not that much exciting about yeah. <laughs> it So we have the Taft children. Mm-hmm. So they were two adult children and then Charles was 11. So he's the one that lived in the White House. Taft was early 1900s. Yep. Then we have the Grant children, 1869 to 1877. He had four kids, 11, Ooh. 14, 17, and 19. All right. Mm-hmm. Then we have Jimmy Carter's kid. Mm-hmm who was Amy I think he had only one young child and then all his other kids were adults like like 20s and like i think like 30 when he was inaugurated so then we've got the Lincoln children. So there was William, who was eight, and Tad, who was 11. Tad. Well, I'll get to why his name was Tad. Yes. Um, apparently, Lincoln had two other older kids who were 15 and 18, but it said they didn't live in the White House, which I'm a little confused about. But I guess like in those times, if you were 15, you might you have been like working. apprenticing. Yeah. 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 So I think only the two lived in the White House. But Tad was nicknamed by his father because he was as wriggly as a tadpole oh my goodness how cute is that <laughs> i thought that was really sweet and then apparently tad was like known for his crazy antics around the white house so he would like pull pranks on everybody <laughs> and he apparently figured out how to make all the white house bells ring at the same time and the staff like just and residents just like went nuts they were like what is happening
1: that's amazing <laughs> like like the bells like in cinderella when
0: you ring and like that yeah, kind of I bell- think so. oh man yeah. <laughs> Wow. What a little. <gasps> I know. Ooh, I enjoyed that because like, I don't know. I feel like we look at these like children of presidents as like celebrities, but they're just kids. Yeah. That's the way I
1: want them to be. I want them to be like totally normal. Yeah. And just like little terrors like mine. Exactly.
0: <laughs> because we know they are. They all are. Yeah.
1: <laughs> all children. Terrors.
0: So then we get to the Obama children, which we will get into more Mm -hmm. malia was 10 and sasha was 7 when they moved into the white house yep then we've got the roosevelt children he had six children oh all under 18 so they were all living in the white house wow
1: which yeah i mean there's plenty of space there it's fine
0: Oh yeah, but still, that's a lot of kids. <laughs> it's a lot of kids. Yeah, I think they ranged from like four to seventeen when he was inaugurated. Yeah, and then we have the Kennedy children, as we all know. Yep. So they were one and three when they moved into the White House, and then in addition to moving into the White House with two little kids, because John Junior, he was the one year old. He was born in between JFK's election and inauguration, which I didn't realize. Mm-hmm. I guess I guess he was less than one when they oh, moved in. Yeah. The Kennedys are one of only two first families to have been pregnant during their presidential term. Oh. Because Patrick Kennedy, this I didn't know, and I feel kind of bad about this. Patrick Kennedy was born six weeks early on August 7th, 1963, and he actually died, the baby died, two days later, just three months before JFK was assassinated. Jeez. I didn't know that oh that's awful but to balance that out with something kind of cute Mm -hmm. Caroline who was three when they moved into Mm -hmm. was a Caroline or Carolyn I don't know (laughs) again someone will tell me I feel like Carolyn Kennedy sounds I think it's Carolyn
1: yeah sounds better than Caroline Kennedy but that's just my brain it could could be either
0: (laughs) I don't know but she had a pony named macaroni Stop! And he roamed freely around the White House gardens. Of course, which I he did. I think is so cute. That's
1: really, that's really <laughs> cute. Oh my
0: goodness! Right? I thought that was adorable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then we have Grover Cleveland.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He was forty nine when he married his wife Frances, who was twenty one. During his first, because he had two terms as president, one was eighteen eighty five to eighteen eighty nine, and the other one was eighteen ninety three mm-hmm. to eighteen ninety seven. So they were not consecutive terms. Yeah. So he married Francis during his first term Ah. and then during the interim between his two terms, their oldest child, Ruth, was born and Ruth was two years old when they moved back into the White House for the second time. And Frances was the first First Lady to give birth while her husband was president. Ah, good job, Frances. So that takes us from oldest to youngest. So now we're just going to go back and talk a little bit more about some of the more recent ones that have been under scrutiny and have been maybe talked about or attacked in the press for various reasons. And we're going to talk about how we treat the children of famous people or presidents differently than we would treat normal teenagers or children.
1: (laughs) Right. Although I think in general, we do a pretty bad job with the way the internet has, has like, yes. commodified children in the last, like, decade. So I think all children are becoming susceptible to this. But before the internet, it was just if you were the son or daughter of a president. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or on a TV show.
0: <laughs> exactly. So do you remember the Bush twins very well? I didn't really pay attention because I was like, In, like, middle school and high school, I didn't really care. Yeah. It was definitely
1: not, like, part of my this is important
0: phase. Yeah. But do you remember they were, like, labeled as, like, wild girls? Yes. I do remember that. Mm -hmm. So I did some looking back on why, and as I was reading it, I was like, nothing about this is wild. Because keep in mind, they're college kids. They're, like, 19. Yeah. (laughs) The big thing... That apparently everybody remembers is that both sisters were caught attempting to buy beer yeah, in a Mexican restaurant when they were 19. Nice. With fake IDs. <laughs> it's awesome. And people like flipped out about this. Yeah. They're
1: so wild, right? Well, like, let's just remember for a hot second what Bill Clinton was impeached for. Like, yeah, <laughs> people I were nuts back then. Like, there was real fear around, like, anything that was sex-related or alcohol-related or drug-related.
0: Like, Mm -hmm. we just went crazy for that, like, those two decades. (laughs) Yep. And they really criticized them for how they dressed. Mm -hmm. That they wore short skirts and they wore low-cut tops. In fact, I was reading this article. Um, So I was reading an article about how Jenna, one of the twins, was caught in a nightclub one time at, like, 1 a.m. holding a beer. And so she was arrested. And then they were talking about when she showed up in court – And it was like, Jenna showed up in court in a low cut black shirt and pink capri pants and a toe ring. (laughs) What? That sounds like how I dressed back (laughs) then. Right? But also I was like, who was looking at her that closely? What reporter that was like, and a toe toe ring. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. I love it. I love it's it. It's like so scandalous. It's like
1: a real sign of debauchery, those toe rings. Those toe rings. I have bad news. Yeah.
0: Actually, I'm. Um, can I tell we we can cut this out, but the only time in my life, you're gonna be, you're gonna be shocked when you hear this. I am still to this day embarrassed that I ever did this, but I was hanging out with some girls who were a little bit like mm. a little naughty. The only time I ever, yeah, the only time I ever And I don't even, I I hesitate to say shoplift because it was like an outdoor cart, but the only time I ever shoplifted anything was a toe ring.
1: That's really funny. Wow. So see,
0: those toe rings, they're bad news. (laughs) They are bad news. They, I mean, yeah, I... (sighs)
1: I'm sh- I am shocked. I cannot I know. believe I cannot believe. I know.
0: I know. It was my yeah. it was my very very short wild phase. wild phase in early, early <laughs> high school. Yeah, I went through a thing. I I <laughs> I also went through a thing, so it's fine. However, the only thing
1: I've ever stolen and I still to this day feel very badly about it because I feel like someone in this world got something that wasn't what they paid for. So <laughs> Oh no. I was at the supermarket and we we had bought like Ben and Jerry's ice creams to like sneak into the movie theater to go watch a movie. We didn't have any spoons, so we went to the spoon aisle and just like opened up and took out a spoon and closed it. So some poor person got 49 instead of fifty spoons. And I still feel badly about that.
0: You know? You should Anybody would even notice? Like I just don't understand. It was like it
1: was like seventy nine cents for the pack of spoons. Why did you just just buy buy the freaking pack pack of spoons?
0: You rebel! You rebel without a cause. Going to take one. (laughs) I'm glad we both have these moments that we can share because I I feel like we're both pretty like good. Yeah. (laughs) Like that was like the worst thing. (laughs) Oh Oh, my gosh! Yeah. Um. So. Her toe ring was scandalous, but also Jenna was apparently, I guess, the more wild one because I found more about her, but she was at a party that got broken up by the police as well, and her boyfriend got arrested for, like, drunken, like, disorderly conduct or something, but she apparently sent the Secret Service to pick him up from jail. (laughs) I love that. I
1: love that. She's just like, go get him.
0: (laughs) Yeah, which I thought was great, but, like, I don't know, from reading that, like that sound that all aside from the Secret Service, that all sounds like typical college girl Yeah. Behavior. Like You're pretty benign. Like I did worse stuff in college. I <laughs> so I feel like the only reason it was such a big thing was because they were supposed to be like, you know, the daughters of a president. And so like they're held to a higher standard. Oh, I feel so bad for for The Bush parents to have to like sit down and be like,
1: I know, I know that you just want to go out and have fun. And I know you should be able
0: to do that. And I know I did that. (laughs) But, well, I think their grandpa like wrote them some type of letter that was like, be kids, have fun, do what you would normally do. Good for him. Yeah. I mean, like, I was never a fan of the Bush presidencies, but
1: I think they're pretty good people.
0: I think you can separate the person from the presidency. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, like, they just seem like real, real, like, cool, down to earth, chill people. Yeah. They were
0: just like crazy Southern girls. Like,
1: yeah. I know. (laughs) Like
0: the Dixie Chicks before they became just the chicks. Ugh. (laughs) love the chicks. I know. (laughs) Have you listened to their new album, Gaslighter? I guess it's not that new anymore. Yeah. Jen, it's so good. (laughs) I'll have to listen to it. No, it's so good. It's so good. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, let's move on to Chelsea, our favorite Excellent, girl. Chelsea. <laughs> yes. So Chelsea, we all remember with her frizzy hair and her braces. Oh, and she was so often, awkward. Like, she was criticized a lot for her awkward appearance, which is not fair. Because if anybody else, if anybody had recorded me at that age and put it all over the news, oh, I'd yeah. be mortified.
1: Oh, my gosh. I, whenever my mom like trots out a video of me at that age, I'm just like, put it away. Please put it no. away.
0: This is the worst. <laughs> so bad. There's one photo of me from middle school mm-hmm. that my brother got his hands on and we'll show it to anyone who will look at it and it's so embarrassing and I've got braces and like weird like straight stringy hair and it's the first day of school and I'm wearing a tie a la like Avril Lavigne style yes of course you like, are it's <laughs> like as we all did I'm <laughs> like that weird like old eyeliner only under my eyes was yep like, yes that's yes <laughs> thank god I was not the daughter of a president because <laughs> I that would have been everywhere <laughs> They'd google you and that's the picture they would come yeah. up i know i know but this is something i didn't know about chelsea that her very first home was the governor's mansion in little rock arkansas and then her family moved to the white house and then she went immediately to college so she was literally like she always lived in like yeah where somebody worked <laughs> right it was almost like I don't know how to describe it. It's not like you it's not like royalty living in a palace, but it's like she was always living in like a some type of mansion. So, um she was 12 when she moved into the White House. She had that, you know, frizzy hair, braces. But she really had it rough. Like she was 18 when her father admitted to having an affair. Yeah. Oh my
1: gosh. Poor
0: so like girl. imagine being 18 like at, at whether you're a senior in high school or you're in college, like i think she was at stanford like imagine being in college and having that like plastered all over the news that's the thing is that like if you're 18 and you find out about that
1: and you're just like a person from jersey and there's nothing special about you it's already Mm -hmm. something that breaks you but then (laughs) you add on top of that (laughs) That the whole world knows. And everybody wants to talk about it. Everybody wants to talk to you about it.
0: It's It's awful. I think 250 journalists covered her arrival at Stanford University. Imagine, like, move-in day. She was criticized for keeping a low profile. Didn't want to talk to reporters. She stayed, like, in her bulletproof dorm. But then she was also criticized later for partying with celebrities when she moved to Oxford. So it's like you, you're you damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. It's like they always have something to criticize. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is that like <sighs> –
1: I guess it depends on the media outlet but most of the like media that does that kind of reporting they're just looking for any story and it doesn't matter what the story is they'll figure out a way to make it interesting and that is the type of journalism that we need to get rid of. We need to make no room for that type of journalism (laughs) and only space for like the this is what's happening in the world today.
0: (laughs) Yes I know and it's like making it's making news out of children. Yeah. Which like weirds me out like again i found this article and it's such a sign of the times because i i'm not sure something like this would be printed now but maybe i'm just giving us too much credit as humans now i I don't know (laughs) i'm gonna read you like a quote from this article which just struck me as so creepy the way it's written so it's um it's about like chelsea growing up so it's like the braces are gone and so is the uncomfortable smile chelsea clinton whom the nation first glimpsed in the midst of her awkward early adolescence, has reached sweet 16. She is old enough to date, old enough to drive, and old enough to go to her first state dinner. All of a sudden, she has grown up. Her untamed frizz has settled into curls. She has gained the poise that comes with maturity and years of ballet lessons. And her shyness has given way to teenage confidence. It's like, why are we talking about children this way? She's 16. Oh my
1: god. I just that hurts me. It's weird.
0: So deep. <laughs> it's so weird. Oh, oh my God. So weird. Poor Chelsea. I don't know. <laughs> so it's like that was just the nineties. That was not that long ago. Yeah. So Yeah. And but but that is also like
1: the nineties. That's how we just like yeah. talked about things in the nineties. I know. <laughs> However,
0: we're we're gonna get to Sasha and Malia next. Mm-hmm. And now that I think about it, not much has, not much changed. has changed although yeah. i think a lot of the criticism that came their way is because the the color of their skin yes yeah because they had a lot of racial slurs which obviously chelsea did not have to deal with yeah but i wonder if that if they were you know two little you know white girls if they would have received the scrutiny that they received yeah maybe not i don't know <sighs> i don't know so Let's dive into the Obama girls and how crazy people were about criticizing everything they did and how completely benign all of it was. Oh, I just, I always just thought they were just so cute. They were so cute and smart and, and and just like, I don't know. They seemed like nice kids to me, but apparently not everybody thought so. I I didn't remember a lot of this stuff because I was in college and I just wasn't paying attention to this kind of stuff, but yeah. So apparently the Obama girls attended Lollapalooza uh and i didn't know That's that amazing but, uh, sasha apparently was caught on snapchat kissing a boy she was 16
1: oh my goodness how how dare she how dare she have like any interest in any 16
0: <laughs> and, and apparently like the internet went wild about how like she's got this like bad girl streak
1: <laughs> she's I i'm glad the internet didn't know about my 16 year old I, I know
0: Jesus Christ. <laughs> you, and your, you and your spoon thievery. <laughs> God. God. <laughs> okay, so uh, while making her college visits, again, she see, this is the problem, too, is that now we have things like Snapchat. She was caught on Snapchat playing beer pong while she was visiting colleges, which, again, like, who didn't do that? Yeah, I mean, I didn't when I went to visit colleges because I didn't know anybody at the college to play beer pong with. But once I got there, I did. <laughs> Yeah. And I also think that she took a gap year. So I feel like when she visited colleges, she was probably a year out of high school already. Like she, she probably wasn't during high school. I might be wrong about that. Then there was, I guess, like a picture of her on, on the beach and the internet was talking about her like, Showing off her curves in Miami and like talking about her beach body and it's like, dude, she's sixteen. This is weird. This is uncomfortable. Yeah. But again, it's like it's like they're fair game all of a sudden because they're like the daughters of celebrities. Yeah. Ugh. Then of course, this I do remember. There were all the horrible racist remarks about how she only got into Harvard because she's black and they, you know, this and that. Which again, ridiculous. Yeah. And then the big one that I remember this one vaguely, but apparently this was like the big criticism that they got that got a lot of backlash. They attended their dad doing like one of the Turkey pardonings for Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. in 2014. And I'll show you the picture it's in the show. It'll be in the show notes, but Mm -hmm. they wore like pretty standard, like just above the knee skirts. I think one of them was even wearing black tights. Like, Totally an outfit that I would have worn when I was like a teenager.
1: Yeah.
0: So there was a Republican congressional staffer who went on this like internet tirade criticizing them for rolling their eyes when their father was talking and wearing like inappropriate outfits and saying they should dress like you deserve respect, not a spot at a bar. And apparently <sighs> she got so, this makes me happy. This Republican staffer got so much criticism from all sides that she ended up resigning from her position. Good. What a jerk. I know. I mean, like...
1: Oh, it, first at of all, least, like, like,
0: regardless <laughs> of what they were wearing, yeah. who cares? Yeah. But if you look at this photo, Jen, like, I don't understand what this woman could have been seeing. The, the amount of stuff that was hurled at these girls, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. They, they seemed to at least come out pretty well adjusted for having gone through all of that but it's just interesting it's interesting how we hold them to a completely different standard
1: yeah
0: that's what i've got for us nice (laughs) that's it uh i don't want to drag it out too long but i just i didn't know about all the kids because like like we said i'm not i either didn't pay enough attention in history or they didn't teach all of this but um i didn't know some of the kids i didn't know some of the history and I even was kind of surprised and didn't know some of these stories about Jenna and Barbara Bush and Chelsea. And so, but, you know, after looking at all of that, Baron Trump has gotten very lucky, I would say, compared to what, and and I wonder if some of it is also because he's a boy. He's a white boy. You know? <laughs> yeah, I do know. Just
1: going <laughs> to throw that out there. I mean, nobody's <laughs> going to be like, and Baron was wearing shorts and no shirt we could see his
0: chest uh like, right nobody, nobody slut shames little white boys no they don't if
1: you remember any interesting stories from you know your, your lifetime about presidential children that you want to share or how you received you know if you were listening to the news in the 90s and you heard one of these stories like how I'd be really interested to know if you were an adult at the time, like what was your perspective on that? Oh, that's how did you, true. How did you receive that news? Were you like, oh yeah, those, <laughs> that Clinton girl ugh, and those Bush twins. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to know how people, you know, because we were just kids at the time. So yeah, let us know what you thought. You can send us emails at opdwpodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook. We have a page that you can come and hit up at any time we have fun there definitely come join us it's a nice little nice little spot on the internet a little bright spot in the cesspool that is facebook and then you can find us on twitter and instagram at opw podcast
0: just come find us we're all over the place and our our music is by theo rosenberg so thank you theo thanks theo all right diane until next time ladies wear your toe rings with pride